My name is John Mascarenas. I'm an Associate Professor of Medicine at the Icon School of Medicine and an active member in the Tisch Cancer Institute. I'm the Director of the Adult Leukemia Program and the Leader of Clinical Trial Evaluation of Myeloproliferative Neoplasms. The Constellation study is a study called MANIFEST. It's a Phase two study of CPI 0610, which is an oral BET inhibitor. And BET inhibitors are epigenetic therapies that can affect the regulation process of gene transcription and particularly the upregulation of CMIC and NF-kappa B. So these drugs, BET inhibitors, target that enhancer quality of these epigenetic proteins and downregulate the transcription of signaling molecules like pro-inflammatory cytokines that contribute to symptomatology and the pro-inflammatory state that likely adds to complications and disease progression. So there's rationale for why a BET inhibitor in which NF-kappa B has been shown to be upregulated and the target genes have been shown to be upregulated in MF cells and um, I think importantly in a MPL-driven murine model of myelofibrosis, the combination of JQ1, the prototypical BET inhibitor, with ruxolimib was synergistic in reducing spleen, bone marrow fibrosis, improving blood counts, and survival in the genetically modified mouse. So it, it really promoted the idea that the two drugs could be used together and would have synergistic effect. So that was the basis, the scientific basis for the MANIFEST study, which enrolled patients who were relapsed or refractory to ruxolimib and had come off drug and had intermediate to or higher risk dips myelofibrosis, and they could get the drug as a single agent, so CPI 0610, 125 milligrams by mouth, 14 days in a row out of a three-week cycle. That's monotherapy, and they were stratified by whether they were transfusion-dependent or independent. And then a, another cohort, cohort two, which are patients who were having a suboptimal response to myelofibrosis. They had been on rucks for at least six months with stable disease for at least eight weeks, and they could add on the CPI to ruxolimib, and again, stratify by whether they are transfusion-dependent or independent. The endpoints were conversion of transfusion dependence to independence in that cohort, or in the transfusion non-dependent patient population, the classic six-month spleen volume reduction of 35% or more. There was a third cohort that was also presented as a poster, which included treatment-naive patients who could get the two drugs up front. And really, the bottom line of the MANIFEST study, this was a sick patient population with high molecular risk features, anemia, and high symptom burden, that the best results were seen in combination in patients with transfusion-dependent myelofibrosis, where the spleen response was 25%, the symptom response was 50%, and the transfusion-independence conversion from transfusion-dependent to independence was 6 out of 14 or 42% of patients, including we saw patients who had reductions of at least one grade of bone marrow fibrosis in approximately 40% of patients. And that happened rather quickly within six months in about 80% of patients. So we demonstrated here that probably the best way, the best utility of this drug is to use it in combination as the preclinical modeling would suggest, and particularly in this patient population that's transfusion dependent, and that's an unmet need. And the safety profile was quite favorable with infrequent grade 3, 4 myelosuppression, which frequently is an issue with other combination therapies that are being evaluated. So 10% grade 3, 4 thrombocytopenia, which was reversible in most cases and easy to manage, no major bleeds. Dose reductions can be uh, done easily. And less than 7% grade 3, 4 anemia. So it was clearly an effective active drug with spleen symptom, anemia, 
bone marrow fibrosis reduction and tolerable. So that sort of set the stage in this initial look of 90 patients and these cohorts of patients. And in the patients who got upfront therapy, which is with 30 patients, about 15 patients were valuable. What was impressive was the depth of response in spleen. We know from the comfort studies, which led to the approval of single-agent ruxolinib, you expect to get a spleen response rate of about somewhere between 30 and 40%. And here we were seeing 80% spleen response rates with median percent changes at 12 weeks, which is early on, of 50%. So it's quite active in an advanced patient population, and that will continue to be evaluated. And likely what we will see is a randomized phase three study emerge next year comparing upfront ruxolinib plus placebo versus ruxolinib plus CPI 0610. And I think that would be a very important study. And the ability to have a non-JAK inhibitor approved that could be combined with a JAK inhibitor likely earlier on in the disease course, and that could have these ameliorating effects on anemia and bone marrow fibrosis really is exciting. And I hope that continues to move forward.